It's Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. You can thank me later. Download the Alive Podcast app from your app store today. You are now listening to Somewhere Between Woke and Well with Tierra Burns. This is a podcast where we explore current events and issues that happen to impact us in an era of trying to stay woke and keep our sanity. We're looking at these topics through the lens of feminism and progressive discussion. Once again, my name is Tierra Burns and I'm so happy to have you here. Let's get started. And I stood, I remember standing in front of the stage and like watching her perform. She was so close mm. and I, she didn't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, like, don't you know? I had this realization where I was like, she's in a stadium where she's looking out across fans, and I was like, she's not looking at like mm. individual faces. Mm. And I, as a fifteen-year-old girl who at the time was like in my peak obsession with yeah. the Taylor Swift, I remember being like, it was a little bit soul crushing. No, but <laughs> like, it, yeah, this feeling of like, oh, she, she doesn't know me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which sounds so stupid, but like, I totally understand totally understand the feeling of like a very strange experience I think for both the person who's being adored and the people who are adoring that yeah, person it is. because you really do invest a lot in knowing about them and their art and like they mean so much to you and yet you mean nothing you mean, to them you mean, you mean nothing you mean, to them so what you just heard is a Taylor Swift fan aka a Swifty Talking about her first encounter with the iconic pop artist, she had a moment of obvious cognitive dissonance, or maybe you could call it an epiphany, but I think it was an actualization or a realization for her of what her relationship actually is. It was a moment where she realized that it was a one-sided relationship and that it likely was always going to be one-sided. This is what is known as a parasocial relationship. It's when one party extends energy, interest, and time into the other party, but said party does not know that the other person exists. I believe that most of us are in parasocial relationships, whether we are in that relationship with our favorite icons. One could argue that I'm in a parasocial relationship with Beyonce or any other member of the Beehive. Another could argue that those who, I don't know what, What's his name? Harry Hines? Harry Styles is his name. One could argue that those who are fans of Harry Styles are also in a parasocial relationship. But for this episode, I want to go a little deeper than what is obvious as to what parasocial relationships entail. And I hope that what you take from this is a little more awareness about yourself and possibly maybe some changes that you can make in your day-to-day practice. So insidiously, we engage in these parasocial relationships every single day. And all of this is due to the prevalence of social media. Now, this is not to bash on social media, but it is truly just the nature of the game that we are playing online. We have parasocial relationships. They are quite normal We all have friends that we do not talk to every single day or we haven't talked to or had a full conversation with in years, but they interact with us 
on social media. They watch our stories, but do not say anything or never directly interact with us. Those are parasocial relations. They have put in the energy and the time to engage with our content or engage with us. We do not have any effort or interest in engaging that type of energy back. Even if um, it could be a colleague that we haven't worked with in a long time who interacts with us online or keeps up with what's going on with us, but they do not have direct dialogue that involves A and B. Rather, it is more of a, more of a them watching from the outside. So I've had encounters in my life also, and I've noticed this to be quite true. When I would share more on social media, I would, you know, say there was like a cookout with my family or an event where a family got together. Any family member could walk up to me and ask me details about my life or what I thought about some things or wanting to know a little more. And I was surprised or always surprised when they would know all these details, but I didn't know much about them. Now I have a big family, so it's hard to keep up with everyone. But in this partic- these particular cases, because my family does interact with me on social media, they looked into what I had going on, but I didn't know much of what they had going on. That parasocial dynamic was already set in there. It was a very low level parasocial relationship because we are family, but they had the privy to my life that I don't have into theirs. To be frank, but not necessarily did I want to have the same level of privy to their lives. It was always stunning to me when folks would come and tell me all these things that they knew. And I had to realize that is just what I do when I share online. And perhaps maybe some elusive could could um could help me. Another example that I talk about is I have a friend of mine who um, we traveled together and did some work together way back in 2009. And we do keep in touch um, with each other. Now, we engage with each other on social media, but we don't necessarily call each other or anything like that. If the dialogue did not continue. We will be in a parasocial relationship, but we're not there because I am still engaging with her and she's still engaging with me. And I have been made aware by trial and error of the dangers of parasocial relationships. I remember back in 2019, I wanted to see one of my favorite comedians, Nicole Byer. I wanted to see her in show in you know, I went to see her live. She came to town and I went to see her show at the improv club. I was really excited to have VIP tickets for the meet and greet. Everything was going to go well, but I recall, and this is, I'm very, very um, embarrassed by this. I asked her for a hug and I know there was some type of hesitation, but I realized that she doesn't know anything about me, but because I listened to her podcast, I felt I knew everything about her. But the truth is that I did not. And I, you know, I am I am grateful that she was able to share her energy and reciprocate a hug back, but she didn't have to do that. It was a parasocial relationship. And I think that sometimes when you have folks who are famous or who have a platform, sometimes as regular, you know, lay people, we can feel as if we have a privy to their space and their time. And we don't, we truly don't. 
I'm not privy to sit in Beyonce's presence, not only because she's a queen, but I'm just not privy. I'm not privy to know intimate details about her life, even if I pay for a VIP ticket. I am not paid for the right to be her friend. That is not how that works. Not at all. And nor does anyone else who gets to know you on social media without you knowing them back has privy to you. They don't have privy to you. We are in an age where we we are able to create public personas or general personas through how crafty or strategic we are online. Human interaction has lowered itself to beginning at a parasocial con- context. Hell, I'll say it before we date someone. Once I get a cell phone number, I have created a persona for, about that person because I can view them online before I can break that parasocial barrier. I've already started to build things up in my head. So in your efforts to stay woke, there are a few things that I recommend you do to keep the parasocial context of the relationships you have with people online healthy. I'm sure if you've listened to the previous episodes this season, you know that The first one is going to be, be in community with actual people in your life. Spend time with people who are in your real life. That reciprocal nature is going to build a framework for you to not want to seek out companionship in a relationship that does not, um, that does not reciprocate the same energy that you put out to it. It's really in a one-sided relationship. Building community, as I've said before, is so important to avoiding unhealthy relationships in your life. And when I say spend time with real people in your life, that could be platonic or romantic. Next, remember that you're getting inspiration and these people are working. If you're in a parasocial relationship with an influencer, understand that They are there to inspire you for a product or to market a lifestyle to you and take from that exactly what is meant to be taken from that. If you, if the relationship is for you to be inspired, allow it to be an inspiration, but do not allow it to be the, the lifeblood that pushes you through. It's extremely important that you do not allow it to go that way. Let, allow them to be a role model or yeah, role model, something that you can look up to, not necessarily mentor because they can't mentor you if there is no reciprocal nature, if you're not able to intimately and directly contact them or have that relationship. They are there for their job and to influence, inspire, and motivate you. And the last one, remember that the relationship in what you are putting into the relationship and what you perceive as a relationship does not reflect reality. You do not see the entire wholeness of that human being or the entire wholeness of that group. You're not seeing a reality. You are seeing the highlight reels. That's what entertainment and media and all of these things are there for. They are there for the highlight reels. Now, if you are in a parasocial relationship with someone who has built a platform on being vulnerable where they don't always show the highlight reels, still know that there are glimpses of their life that you don't, you aren't privy to, that you aren't privy to. You don't see them eat 
understand that there is a, a boundary there. And it's important that you understand that boundary is there for yourself and for them. In the last one, and I think I was only going to do three, but this one has come to me. Create boundaries within yourself on how you interact with their content, their product, and the quantity that you're doing so. So you should not be spending more time. This is just my recommendations. Um, You shouldn't be spending more time engaging in that one-sided relationship than you are engaging in your real life, your job, your career, your health, your mental being, just you, hell, even your pet. Understand that right now in society, we are in a, a culture of influence and an insurmountable access, but even in that access, there's still not a lot even there for you to have a reciprocal relationship and understand that a lot of your interactions online are in a parasocial context. So build your community, establish boundaries within yourself, even that, even if that means you have time limits on how much time you spend on the internet or how much you engage in that music and understand that they are there for their job. You're here for your life. Now the parasocial relationships that you have with people online who who have been in your life, like for example, myself, actually engage with those people. Don't just talk to them one and done. Engage in those people. There's nothing wrong with that. If you knew them before, you know them now. Engage in their lives and check on people and see how they're doing. And But that comes with Building community and spending time and connecting with people in your real life. Okay, guys, I'm done ranting. I feel like I've been fussing. Like, I feel like an auntie that's been fussing. And I am an auntie, technically. I only have one niece, but I'm an auntie. Um, I hope this episode has helped you understand the context of common parasocial relationships nowadays. And I hope that it has helped you. If you want to reach out to the show, feel free to send us an email. It will be in the description. Also, I would love a review on whichever platform you're listening to me in. And follow me on Instagram. Um, It's still T for the Queen right now, soon to be between woke and well on Instagram. But until then, I'll chat you guys later. I don't know why I switched into an English accent, but thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Stay woke, stay well, and stay thriving until next time.